In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the normal Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Zimanowicz, joined as always with Kyle Fikowski. Kyle, hello. And hello and welcome to the holiday spectacular episode. Ooh. It will be very festive, being that this will be the only time we're going to bring up the holidays or Christmas because I don't have anything else planned for it. Kyle, are you excited? Yes. Cool. Merry- because it's a nice little little break from work, some relaxation and very limited amount of family time, unfortunately. Yeah. With the the whole situation on on the earth and and things of that nature mm-hmm. um but yeah excited <laughs> to just kind of relax watch the vikings get absolutely humiliated on christmas day oh and yeah, uh, yeah it's they're the only game on that day too it's yeah who are they playing saints so Oof, they're gonna get double yuck that should be great too because viking fans hate the saints still and hopefully they get shit on and their whole season just and what's awesome is we're in no position to be like Oh, well, if the Vikes win, then well, like like the, the Chiefs have done that for us last week against the Saints. Yeah. They beat them, so yeah. now we can control it. And um, actually, I think we only need to... I'll, okay, yeah, so let's cover that we'll, quickly. We'll start off now. Packers, once again, hey, everyone, if you forgot, love saying this, uh, Packers won 24-16, a really ugly game. Mm, but for yes. as ugly as it was, there was a lot of ugly games that went across on. Across the league. Across the league. The Rams lost to the Jets. The freaking Jets, The dude. Chiefs beat the Saints, like you mentioned. And now all the we have to do... The Steelers got embarrassed by the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of, lot of late-season weird games. But because of all these weird games, the Saints thing we kind of expected to have happened but with the rams losing last week all we need if if this if the rams beat the seahawks and we beat the titans we have the number one seed locked up it looked like i think we were all expecting the rams obviously to beat the jets and this would be more of a preseason game but if we beat them and that happens then we can just coast yeah it's a kind of a weird turnaround to lose to the jets and then hope for them to beat the seahawks but i mean the jets beating the Rams is crazy enough to think that them turning around to beat the Seahawks is possible. Yeah, su- super weird. I guess it's nice, too, because, I mean, I feel like we'll beat the Bears Week 17, mm-hmm. but they're playing for something now in those divisional games. That's at Soldier Field, Yeah, too. because they just beat the Vikes, so like they're kind of weirdly in a weird spot to be in the hunt. So, that, yeah, they'll, they'll be you know still firing on all cylinders. But regardless, I bring all of that up to just come back to the point of it's so nice not being forced to root for the Vikings so nice like yeah. being able to watch that game on Christmas day and root against them as normal is is going to be a nice Christmas treat it's fun like 
I had this thought too watching the Bears Vikings game on Sunday. I felt like I was um I forgot the guy's name, but um Joaquin Phoenix's character from Gladiator just watching up from like my <laughs> like the throne or the something. throne like oh yes peasants uh, <laughs> battle let's see maybe one of you two will make it but probably yeah. not and yeah that was another game where it's just like did not care at all about the outcome because it's just like I don't think it mattered yeah. at all for our standing poverty franchises yeah yep but with that yeah we'll stay positive you know we not a fun game but fun enough we did get the win a win is always a win don't forget that people always say that yeah and we'll. Like we just talked about, all the ugliness that happened across the league. Yeah. It makes you a little more thankful for the ugliness of that win. It's nice to have, you know, a kick in the pants and win right before the playoffs. You know, yep. we need that little gut check, so that's nice. Yep. But on this episode, we will have our pick six going over the game. Uh, like I said, 24-16, the six plays that shaped the game. We'll break it down. We'll then talk about the offense, followed up by the defense. After that, we'll talk about the Pro Bowl a little bit. I'm sure, I don't know. Pro Bowl is kind of whatever at this point, yeah. especially this year when they're not playing. I'm actually more likely to watch it this year because it's like some Madden thing going on. I don't think on. they're... Oh. Yeah. I, apparently, yeah. I guess we'll we'll see. Hmm. We'll be busy anyways with the Super Bowl. But hey. we'll have that. We'll talk about Kevin Green briefly, who sadly passed away yesterday. We'll have mm. Is Kyle an Idiot, Packers Trivia, and we will finish off with a preview of the Titans game. But first, pick six. Pick six. All right, pick six for the week. I will start things off. Two minutes into the game, the Packers face a third and one on their own 29. After kind of a slow, slow couple, not couple games, he had the long one against uh, against the Eagles. But Aaron Jones finds a little crease up the middle. All of a sudden, what do you know? He breaks free, 46 yards, gets brought down from behind from Jeremy Chin. But it brings the Packers into the Panthers' territory. To the twenty-six, and later on, Tunyon scores. I think everyone watching, Papito, everyone watching at that point was like, "Oh, we're just gonna keep running the ball all game." Yep. Seems pretty easy, and we did run pretty well for the majority of the game. But I don't know. First, w- once again, first series touchdown, or well, yeah, first series for us touchdown. Kind of what you expect from this offense, and I think everyone was feeling pretty positive at this point, right, Kyle? Yeah, it was. It was shaping up to be another route, you know, another thirty-plus points, and. It's weird, just uh, sputtered all over the place mm-hmm. the rest of the game. So, But second play of the game, 14 minutes left in the second quarter. Packers are up 7-3, facing a third and goal from the Carolina Panthers' six-yard line. Rodgers, second week in a row, dancing around, can't find anyone. S- just a little sneak. Let me just sneak by you here up the mm-hmm. middle. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of went in and easy walk-in touchdown and Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Great the timing. belt was back. The belt was flashed. It was very um, it was very reserved showing of the belt. A quick, just a quick one. Just like letting everyone know, hey, I'm still here. With, with age, they've been a lot more, you know, tempered. They've yeah. been a lot smaller. And again, it was, yeah, th- I think their third possession of the game, 14 points. You just figure, holy smokes, here comes a Saturday night route. But I don't know. Yeah, it's weird too with Rodgers. I don't know what it is, but like I feel like the last month he's really been running a lot more than mm. we were seeing at the beginning of the year. And I, I, I've mentioned this once already before, has become, I think, the best in the game at avoiding contact on yeah. those runs. He's, like He just has not taken a 
grimacing hit yet this year outside of the pocket. Inside, I mean, there's a, there's been a couple where you, but like outside of the pocket scrambling, I I don't think I've grimaced once. This was a fun touchdown. The other ones, you know, it gets close enough. You might get pushed. This one, the whole time you're like, ah, okay, he's yep. good. He's good. And mm-hmm. that probably played into why he threw the belt on. I'm also here. You, I, once I start talking, you're going to know what I'm going to say. One thing I am getting a little bit sick of. Uh-oh. And I know it's I'm turning into an old man, especially after this week. I, I was back home for uh, for Christmas. We just did it early this year. I, I can't say I know where this is going. My I watched the game with my father, who is an older man, and I'm starting to feel like an old man. I Uh-oh. I feel like Alan Lazard should just let let the goats do their do their own celebration when it happens. Mm. Last, you know, we've seen a lot of crowning going on. I completely fine the first time but now alan it's like i get it you know celebrate together but mm, that eh. is that is very old man takey. <laughs> i know I very know. old man takey <laughs> i mean if he was like inserting himself and like busting through yeah. and making it about him but he's just doing a nice little exactly. nice little gesture of a little place in the crown i think it's very simple and and very uh well played but this was part of it i was watching the crown so much i didn't see the belt the first ah, time see now that's through. your fault you really are an old man yeah <laughs> yeah these damn kids and their tiktoks <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly what it was but yeah it was still very chipper at that point the second play of the game but moving on to the third one uh 740 left in the first packers are up 14 to 3 panthers just picked up a fourth down and they're at the yard line of the packers and this what did I did I say it twice there? At the oh at the yard line I thought. Never mind. <laughs> you're saying like any yard line on the field. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought you were just like yeah. you were at no. a typo or something. No, they were at the yard line, and you know we've had we've started doing the pick six this year. This is probably the number one pick six play of the season so oh, far. Oh, actually, for sure, absolutely. The turning point of the game. Panthers are about to score, especially they just picked up a fourth down. The very next play on the one. Teddy's like, hey, I'm just going to sneak right past you. Everyone in the stadium knows what's coming. But Barnes says, uh-uh-uh, hops no, over no. the line, punches it out, and Kevin King scoops it up. I think everyone, t- talking with you too, as soon as the ball popped, popped out and Kevin grabbed the ball and started running, I hop out of the couch and I'm like, yep. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, still... Still net positive. Wait, why I, were you? Why did you have that? Because it was Kevin. I thought for sure it was going to be a touchdown, just because you know you see those plays and it's like, oh, oh. a corner, a corner. You know, if Darnell Savage would have been the guy who picked it up, it probably would have been. I a don't touchdown. think so. I think Robbie Anderson was catching anyone who picked that football up. I thought so too, but that multiple, dude is lightning. Bill Huber, Matt Schneidman, and uh, Tom Silverstein all said that they thought that Kevin King is playing injured, which we'll get into mm. later. And he looked. They said he looked kind of slow on that play, but I didn't have any complaints watching it live. Aside from he didn't score, but I didn't think he was necessarily all that slow. I thought this no, yeah, play. I mean, great field position when you consider like the down and distance yeah. of that play. And then, yeah, like I said, Robbie Anderson, I think, was catching anyone on our defense who who scooped it. And if anything, like having Jair or Kevin or Darnell. Like those are probably the three dudes that you want scooping yeah. and scoring that. So it was, I mean, it was still a huge change in field position. Exactly, and especially when you consider the final score and and the situation of how the game ended. What a math! Like yeah, the pick six play of the year, I think so far. Pretty weird too, how that that end zone, that yard line for the Panthers over the last year. Legitimately, Teddy, oh. Teddy with that fumble, he had another one later in the game. And CMC obviously, last year, last, last year, play of the game. 
back roll popping up. Remember how they yes. there was that audible right or not audible, but you know that little change where he runs in, goes kind of between the two the two guards and just pops over. Game over. Game ended. Incredible. And just like is in the right place by accident almost. And I believe this is the same exact score of the game last year too. Another weird. I think you're right. Holy yeah, smokes. Kind of weird back and forth there. So but yeah, no scoregami. After that play too, and then the Packers, I believe, yeah, we score on that series there, and that. It's kind of the end of the positivity for for the offense in this game, pretty much. And yeah, this is where it gets a little a uh, little uncharacteristic for some members of the offense. Yeah, with the very. fourth play that shaped the game. There's 15 seconds left in the second quarter, right before half. Third and nine. Rogers uh, kind of gets out of the pocket and absolutely rifles one in that. Oh, that that like that throwing motion where he's like rolling out, rolling out, and then just rifles it you just know it's going to be wherever he wanted the ball to go that is exactly where it's going to land a lot of people said it was reminiscent of the jared cook uh yes against the cowboys and it's something like i know they're pros but you see balls like that and i'm like how do you even try to catch that like maybe i'm just a a little baby but i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't think Mm -hmm. i could come close to it would go right through my hands there's no chance in hell i could catch that absolute laser beam and uh again uncharacteristically it was Lazard that dropped it. It yep. was and it was right on the money, right on the sideline. He had his toes set. I think maybe that could be a factor where he was maybe a little too thinking too much about his his feet placement, making sure he was in that he forgot to catch the ball. But That's my excuse in backyard, mm. you know, backyard playing catch and you just do the fake sideline catches like, oh yeah, because you play you obviously play NFL rules, right? Oh you're not doing that college one foot shit, right? No, I usually go two, but if I'm really stretching out, you know, you gotta call it while it's in the air. College. Yeah. True. Um so yeah, a, a perfect ball right in the midst. I mean, right on the sidelines where he he would have just fell out of bounds. Clock would have stopped. Field goal range. Yep. You know, get an extra three before half. But weird drop and kind of kind of the beginning of the end for the offense of that game. Yeah, really. For how much we're talking about a uh, gold member this year in the gold zone. Uh, after that, the Packers really lost their mojo. Oh, uh, Austin nice. Powers. Yeah. I think we need to make at least one gold member and offense related pun or reference an episode okay that's our promise to you check check for this week it's good but yeah and we would have had at least eight seconds we had two timeouts at the time too field goal probably could have even gotten another play could it could it yeah could have maybe gotten one more shot but But, and then even after that play i think everyone's still real happy because we're like hey ball's back at halftime we're we're gonna be doing good but Mm -hmm. no did not happen in fact so little happened in the third quarter and the fourth quarter our next pick six you know there's some plays there but it was one of the most boring quarters. very a very very much <laughs> nothingness because yeah the first first drive of the second half three and out yeah and i mean i feel like all of them felt like that but mm-hmm. so fast forward all the way to four minutes left in the game rogers just got sacked on third down pushing the packers back uh for a 51 yard field goal attempt and man that was such a Come on, come on. Oh, he did get sacked from Rodgers, a third and four, trying to trying to, you know, wind down the clock. But Yeah, they gross. the Panthers, big credit to them. They their pass rush was was looking good and yeah. they had some very twenty nineteen Packers esque sacks where it was just like at these really great moments of like these big third downs to yeah. where the Packers could put them away, you know, if they just convert and score on this drive, they'll put them away, but Panthers just kept getting sacks on third down. Yeah, in second week in a row, uh, where Mason Crosby comes up for a field goal attempt, which is 
further back than he initially would have thought. You know, last week we had the false oh, start, yeah. got pushed back. This one, the sack, that brought us back like 12 or 13 yards. But the guy is just nails. 51-yarder at Lambeau Field. I mean, right off his foot, you're like, yep, it's good. Mm-hmm. And once again, it's like with all, all the despair going on in that game in the second half, it's like, thank God at least we can rely we on, Mace. on Mason Crosby. So that made the score 13-24. to 24. Kyle, what is the last pick six? Final play of the game. The score is now 24-16. The, yeah, the Panthers, they were like driving when it was 24-13 and then kicked that field goal on first and 10 yeah. with 208 left, which I, I kind of like that. Like I, I, don't, I don't hate that move uh, like as a team just because you know – you know, you're still one possession. You still got plenty of time because yeah. they, they had they had the two minute warning and two timeouts. It's so much better to be in that situation, especially with the PTSD we have with this defense, mm. where it's eight points and not seven, six even or, or six, hundred percent. Because yeah, then it's like they like mentally, it's like okay, they have to score twice basically. Yeah. Um, but then, so yeah, they make it twenty four sixteen, ensuing possession for the Packers, three and out. And side note, I do on third and four. They pass the ball, even though they got sacked. I love the aggressive throwing yep, there. Yep. Love that shit. And then Packers punt it away. Barely. Almost got blocked. Minute left in the Oren game. Yeah. Sheesh. Oh, my God. So the Teddy drops back. Uh, this is their first and 10. Kiki just went little Kiki. Swims under his guys. Forces Teddy. 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 Wow. Tread a, lot a lot going on in my brain. Teddy. <laughs> Throws one and it's it's to no one intentional grounding and then they just couldn't recover from there. There was not enough time, not enough timeouts. Yep. And game over. After that, it was just a couple tic tac bullshit plays. Didn't go anywhere, but it was nice. Yeah, I mean the pocket was collapsing. Nice to see. It's weird for how much we get on the defense. They do seem to step up when it really matters. I feel like just about every time we've needed a stop, they get one. Like I can't really remember a game ending on kneel downs when it was actually close. Yeah. from the opposing team so if nothing else at least we can do that i guess a nice little you know little something at the end to make you feel better but overall everyone fans Co- coach lafleur rogers not too happy after the game a win's a win but i don't know at least we at least we won that 11 is and 3 redundant the end of the day 11 and 3 and moving right on to the offense breakdown aaron rogers uh, I think st- statistically, one of his worst games of the year, probably second, you know, he didn't throw any picks, but the guy threw for 143 yards. Just just to let you know how, you know, how much that is. Going into the game, the Packers were second in the league in passing yards per game. After this game, they dropped to eighth in the league in passing oh, yards wow. per game. So that lets you know. Uh, Rodgers with 20 for 29, the 143 yards. Uh, yeah, an average of just 4.9 attempt the one touchdown and he got sacked five times i don't know it's we can't complain i still think this whole game as as you know unfulfilling the game was it's still preseason always telling yourself that but yeah still ho-hum whatever game from rogers did enough to win i will say this it happened multiple times i don't think any of the times he actually went deep but still i think my favorite play for the green bay packers is still just that you know, play action bootleg, mm. and you see Rogers just kind of mm. hop, hop, 
set set on his back foot, and he didn't even throw. But man, nothing gets me juiced like seeing Rodgers drop back in a clean po- that, pocket off that two and a half second window. Are, is like the the amount of dopamine that fills up in my brain. I don't know if that's how dopamine works. If it's like a tangible thing, sounds good but to me. It's just it is just a rush that is unmatched. Is where he yeah he's kind of he's he's bouncing up and down like a boxer almost. Yep, and then when he he launch he he starts the catapult motion. Oh man, the best. Yep. And yeah, it's 143 yards is very uh very quiet game and it's uh, allowed Mahomes creep back up in the conversation, which I still think I'm very passionate about this take and I I mean, there's no passion required. I just think it's very logical. If the season were to end right now, I don't know how you can't give it to Rodgers still. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I do think a lot of people are saying now it's a, and I guess we'll, this will be our MVP talk for for the week. Um, everyone's you know saying that stuff, but Derrick Henry really has creeped up, and mm. I guess I didn't realize it as much until this week that we're actually playing the Titans. I knew that they were number one in the league in rushing offense, but the Titans now also have the number one scoring offense in the league, which I had no idea they were actually putting up wow. that many points on top of it. So. I think you could, you know, really make the case for Derrick Henry. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind if they do some shit where it's a tie, like when Rodgers won before him and AP got the MVP back in the day. If they do that, eh, I'd be fine with that too, even if it is Mahomes and Rodgers and whatever, but we'll see. Yeah, especially when Henry has maybe the best matchup of his career coming up. (laughs) Uh, Well, we'll see. Hey, the run defense has actually been pretty good of late. But Mm -hmm. moving on to the receivers... The leading receiver, which everyone knew coming in, Alan Lazard, five receptions, 56 yards, no touchdowns. He had the long of 22, but he did have the drop. It's never, I don't want to say it's never, but Devontae should always be the leading receiver if the offense is humming. And obviously it wasn't this game, and you could see right there the reason why. Other other than the drop, I think everything else was good. He, he's still a good blocker, whatever, but still, still just rolling out of bed and and picking up first downs with ease but then yeah just the one drop is was a bit frustrating but he'll he'll learn from it i hope so uh Devontae adams seven receptions 42 yards no touchdowns bro- broke his streak i believe it was eight games in a row with a touchdown which was a franchise record either tied with don hudson or he broke it i can't remember what it was last week Devontae's just broke so many records you forget at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ho-hum game, whatever. I think he did have a weird drop too in the game. But there was a lot of drop skis. Rodgers didn't get a lot of help in this game. The yeah. offense as a whole wasn't that Actually, great. Actually, he was, yeah, according to PFF, which I had thought he had a drop before Saturday, but apparently not. Yeah, he recorded his first drop of the year. Yeah, I I think uh, Tom Silverstein brought that up, um, that Pro Football Focus didn't have Devontae Adams with a drop this year, but he... Absolutely does. He's had week one. That's what it was. Tom even brought it up. Week one, he had that drop in the end zone against the Vikings. And Devonte even said after the game that he very easily should have caught that ball, but he didn't. Hmm. But pro football focus apparently doesn't think so. But yeah, it was weird. They really seemed to try to give the ball to Devonte in the second half with those wide receiver screens, which you absolutely love. Mm. And they, it just did not work, well, obviously. Just, I just feel like they run them in... Very predictable situations. Yeah. Like second and long, third and long. Like, I don't know, maybe try it on a second and two. Well, that's, yeah, it's, and 
LaFleur did regret after the game. He said that they thought they had something in the Panthers' secondary where they weren't a good tackling secondary, and he said they were surprised with how well they were able to stop Devontae as soon as he got the ball. Mm. But it was weird how they went with that, and it clearly wasn't working. And they also went away with the uh, pre-snap motion in the second half for the most part, too. Yeah, not many uh, Tavon Austin snaps. And, yeah, yeah, maybe that's why they went away from the motion because they just don't have a motion guy. Yeah, just pretty much only at the start. And then the only other receiving stat, MVS had a target, but that was it. He had a nice holding call against him, which did get us into the red zone, which we eventually got points off of. But he did also have the one deep ball, too, where I wish I wish he would have, for how much he does get the take. pass interferences, yeah, take. I wish he would have tried to get the ball a little bit more. Yeah, there's uh, not going to be much stat padding when the quarterback only throws for 143 yards so not super surprising that it was a very very quiet wide receiver game yep yep very true uh moving on to tight end robert tunyon three receptions 18 yards the one touchdown once again mr old reliable didn't drop the ball decent blocking you know kind of the easiest touchdown you'll ever have on the goal line there just reaching it over i don't know he's and, you know, we've seen all the stats now, too. We'll get into more later with the Pro Bowl talk. He obviously didn't make it, but, you know, he has more missed targets, you know, balls thrown to him that he didn't catch, not drops, than he, you know, he's got more touchdowns than that. On top of <laughs> the guy who made Eric Ebron, not Eric Ebron, um, I keep saying that. Um, Ingram for the Giants oh. has more drops than Tunyon has touchdowns, which is just kind of ridiculous. That's actually, yeah, and I saw the catch rate for... Babito is like 89% or 90%, and the catch rate for Evan Ingram is 56. 56%. Yeah. And I imagine that equation is like catchable balls. I mean, it is Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy throwing him the ball, which you can make that argument, but at the 56%, same time, Tunyon just gets wide open. Yeah, yeah. true. 56% though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to running back. Uh, Aaron Jones, nice bounce back game after being a little... I don't know, a little drop there aside from the big run a couple weeks ago. 20 carries, 145 yards, an average of 7.3. He had the touchdown, and that touchdown was, you know, people say this a lot, but I can say with confidence, I could have ran that ball in, <laughs> you know, because he, he, the easiest way to put it, one, I could have ran it in, two, he probably would have waved at a defender, but there wasn't anyone close enough for him to even wave at. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, he was jogging real slow. Like, he was taking his sweet time getting to the end zone, and I respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. respect that a lot. So it was, yeah, good to see. And then nice uh, nice 45-yard run on the opening drive to kind of open things up. And, uh, yeah, great game from number 33. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and once I think I mentioned before, I don't know why we went, I complained last week about people complaining about Aaron Jones not getting the ball that much in the first half the previous week, but it's the opposite here where I'm like, why didn't he get the ball more in the second half, especially when you have that big of a lead? Yeah. Tom Silverstein said some bullshit to God, I've brought him up so many times this episode, but he was saying... At least the fourth time already. Yeah. He, he said maybe they were trying to pad the stats for Rodgers' MVP. I'm like, Tom, shut Wait, up. Wait, he said that when? After the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He did the same... Wow. I know. We, when oh. everyone else is... You know, optimistic and happy on stuff. You know, Tom Silverstein's like, always... Just, Tim, yeah, he's going to oh bring everyone back so down. So annoying. But yeah, good good game for Aaron Jones. Uh, hopefully he can continue that. And another thing that... Oh my God, this is so bad. <laughs> Tom Silverstein <laughs> oh last my God, week too. Five. This is some po- This is positive news though. Everyone else was saying, you know, uh, Aaron Jones getting the new agent last week, how it's a negative. 
Tom thought exactly the opposite. He said that Rosenfels is someone who... Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus. God, I said the last name of the former Vikings uh, backup quarterback. <laughs> How he's a, he's an agent who gets deals done. And he thinks more likely than not, this means that they're trying to get a deal done before the end of the season. So maybe maybe it's a good thing going forward. But Interesting. we'll see. Uh, Jamal Williams had the one run for six yards. He also had a pass catch, too. But he did get banged up. Sounds hurt like he'll be quad. Yeah, sounds like he'll be good to go. And ironic how he got hurt. His quad got hurt because of the guy who came in. AJ Dillon had the <laughs> one one run for 18 yards. And man, I don't know why we didn't see more of him in the second half. Especially, you know, hearing Jamal Williams going out wasn't great. But after her, I was like, oh, cool. Maybe we can finally get some more. AJ Dillon breaks the one run, and then we don't see him again. You know, the rest of the game. And a nice Scott Tolzien spin move on. One on AJ Dillon's run. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Took about seven seconds to, to spin. It's the right the right way to do it. And especially, you know, we run a lot of two back stuff with Jamal and Aaron Jones. You'd like to see it with AJ Dillon. Two very obviously Jamal's a different back than Aaron Jones, but especially AJ Dillon. You got that ground and pound and you got yeah, Aaron be, Jones. Have AJ be the tailback and yeah, get Aaron Jones, you know, out in motion and in space and stuff. Oh man, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, and Moving on now to the offensive line. Probably there were, aside from the Tampa we game. About, we talk about tight ends already? Yeah. I mean, there wasn't much. It was pretty oh, yeah, much it was just, just Babito. And, you know, Sternberger still hurt. Um, but the offensive line, like we said, gave up five sacks. Lucas Patrick had a pretty bad game. Their worst performance since Tampa. Tampa, they didn't run block well. They didn't pass block well. At least we ran block well pretty yep. pretty good here. But... I don't know. Kind of, kind of some questions, but a good thing we are recording on Tuesday. Uh, Corey Lindsley apparently was at practice t- today, so that'll start his three-week window until he can get back. So that would be nice to Huge spell news. Lucas Patrick and get Elton Jenkins back to guard. But yeah, I don't know. Not, not Bottom much. Bottom line to say is, about the is he'll be he'll be good to go when you know there's there's real games taking place. So yeah, it's good to see him him back on the field practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all of this is what, Kyle? Preseason. Thank you. And with that, we will have a quick commercial break. Hello, American football fans. Are you trying to score more clients? Well, now it is time to kick off a new email campaign. At B2B Data Guy, we pass your message to qualified receivers. We'd love to sit down and talk to you about how we can field your goals. We make sure your emails aren't intercepted by spam filters. Your emails won't get flagged for unnecessary sending. There's no market we can't tackle. We've never punted on a customer. We think we're a pretty fair catch. There's no way we won't insert football pun. With our message to the right audience, it's easy to touch down with qualified leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. All right, and we are back with the defense. Kind of the shining star of the game, I'd I'd like mm. to say almost. Only giving up 16 points, be it the Panthers aren't very good. Uh, overall, just looking at the team, we had 18 pressures. Overall, Kenny Clark with five. Of course, the December. Mm. Uh, the If you exclude Teddy Bridgewater running, the defense only allowed a 3.8 yards per rush, which is pretty good. Can't exclude that, though exclude yeah yeah but i don't know i I like to throw that out because we're just focusing on running backs here uh but yeah overall not not too bad not too shabby a little bit of late season resurgence here but starting at cornerback jr alexander once again great play his name i I mean he's he is phenomenal all pro 
all pro uh lesser things well i guess shannon sullivan actually played had a pretty good game too i wasn't so sure watching it live but he was the highest graded pro football I was gonna say, focus do you player. have the the five grades because i'm pretty sure he was top he was top one yeah i i do but let's talk about kevin king first kevin king did not have a very good game Ooh, okay he w- once again it's like those the short shit he's not very good with the long stuff you can usually get up there i mean that one deep reception that he let up he yeah. was in perfect position beat. but man it's like Sometimes he looks like a really, really good tackler, and other times it's like he doesn't want to be on the field, it, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't hope he's playing hurt, but in a way in a way you hope he is just because that can ex- kind of explain some of the poor play because, yeah, yeah, he got picked on really bad against Detroit and then, yeah, just didn't really recover much against Carolina. So hopefully he can get right before – when when the reg- when the real real season begins, yeah, it, it's been a weird back and forth too. At least with I know Peter Bukowski and Andy Herman on Twitter about ooh Kevin King, Josh Jackson, where Josh Jackson, who filled in for Kevin King, played well, I guess for the most part, and he's been inactive ever since Kevin King has came back. A healthy so. scratch, very that very is. odd. Yeah. But yeah, the top top grades for the game, uh, Sullivan was number one. Elite Amos Amos was number two. Chris Barnes was number three. Uh, 87 overall, Kenny Clark, 85.5, and Dean Lowry coming up at the rear, 79, which is still a high quality. All right, high quality it's, that, game. it's that time of the week, Spence. What you know? What you know? What time it is? We're revisiting your Amos take. It's you know you you keep saying this, but I I think we're arguing two different things. I don't here. think we are. Okay, well this is what I'll ask Kyle. Okay, what what are you more? What would you Adrian more, Amos? What would you more likely purchase a you know, I don't know. Uh, twenty. Oh, this analogy sucks. A twenty sixteen so Camaro, or I don't know, a twenty sixteen Ferrari. Okay, which which one are you more likely going to get? I don't understand the question. I'm saying clearly, Adrian Amos is a great player. The problem is, is the budget. And I, I, you know, there's been a lot of talk this week with the pro, with the Pro Bowl voting too. How some salaries are going to get bumped up, up like a million dollars right now. Even if we cut Wagner, Kirksey, Amos, and Preston, I believe we are still over the cap for next year as it's scheduled to be. I Adrian Amos is a great player. I'm not going to take that against him. I'm just saying, you never know what you know. You got there's a lot of moving parts here if you want to keep. The real core, which is Rodgers, Bakhtiari, Devontae Adams, who's going to be in a contract year next year too. It's just and Amos. Amos is Amos. Yeah, we'll see. Is a core player. I mean, I I, I hope he's there. I hope they can figure something out. But I'm just saying, you never know. I think you're just trying to galaxy brain it and just be like, no, this I, is a this is a Packers move to do this, but. Absolutely just, not. He's too good of a football player. For to, how many shitty safeties we've had over the last decade, Adrian Amos is probably the most sturdy one that we have had. Yes. And it was probably his best game um, as a Packer, too. Six tackles, one sack, three stops, three passes broken up, and he only allowed three receptions for 15 yards. Pretty damn good. Really good player. Really, really good, good player. Um, also, will be on the team next year. Yeah, hopefully. Um, moving on, still with safety. Darnell Savage still having a phenomenal bounce back after kind of a slow start to the year. Uh, when targeted, he's only allowing a pass rating of 51.4. He leads the um, 2019 draft class for a pass rating allowed as far as defensive backs go. Mm. I mean, great. It, you just love watching him actually playing up to his speed. Yes. 
very, very good, very yes. fun player. Um, moving on to the inside linebacker position, not as fun. Christian Kirksey, yeesh. That's what I will say. About yeah. Him. him and Kevin King had a nice little powwow where they both decided neither of them were going to tackle the receiver after one first down reception. I um, I try to hold out on takes. Mm-hmm. Until the absolute, like I try to squeeze every drop of juice I can out of a take before, you know, conceding, admitting I was wrong. Uh oh. Um. So I say all that to say I I am not there yet with Kirksey. <laughs> okay. I am dangerously close though. the The well is running dry. Um. But yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not looking great. I mean, usually usually we can convince ourselves with okay inside linebacker production. I mean, he's not terrible. He's just not good. Yeah. And it's, and been, it's it's he's he's always just like a step or two behind and it's you know, like the the explosiveness I thought he was going to bring and the speed sideline to sideline, right. you know, covering running backs out of the running uh backfield is just none of that. So, it's yeah, and <laughs> the colder it gets, I don't think he'll he'll become faster. Really? So it's uh, yeah, the the that take is on its last legs. That's for sure. Yeah, and looking at the snap counts too, Kirksey had forty nine, Barnes had thirty one, Kamal Martin had twenty two. So it looks like the Packers kind of see the writing on the wall slowly. Slowly, and I believe Andy Herman pointed this out how. Um, Barnes did have the green dot on his helmet this week, too, so he's mm. starting to get more of that responsibility. It's one of those I'd still rather see Kamal Martin. He does he loves shooting gaps, but, I mean, we can't complain either with Barnes having the play of the I game. I was going to say, yeah, speaking of Barnes, made the play of the game, um, really flipped the game on its head, and especially when you consider how the game ended, yeah, crazy, crazy play by Barnes, and I think he is steady earning himself more snaps and kind of to eat eat away at, at Kirksey's snaps. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. Once, once again, we don't really know what he is, but you look at what we've been talking about. The run defense has only improved the more mm-hmm. Barnes has played, so I think we should probably keep rolling with it. Uh, moving on to outside linebacker, Zadaria Smith is still having the weird quiet, but a great year that he's having. He is fourth in the league in sacks with 11 and a half, and he had another one in this game too. I mean, and even even Preston Smith early in the game had a sack. Gary, I believe, is one of the leaders over the last uh, four weeks. He's in the top five for pressure rate, so that's good. Only good things really from the outside linebacker position for the most part, aside from, once again, chalk it down every week, a offsides from either Preston or Zedaris. Yeah, you know who else is in that top six, though, for sacks over the past like three or four weeks or whatever? Who? Preston. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, and I think I think Zadarius up there too. I saw the chart. I think I think I reposted it on on Twitter, but Preston, Zadarius, and Gary were all, all in the top th- ten. Yeah. So that's it's just let's let's keep it steady climbing because man, if they can just get back to their you know September October 2019 defense, yes, oof, in the playoffs, that's because all of a sudden you have the most potent offense in the NFC. All of a sudden, having one of the scarier defenses could be a recipe for another ring. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, moving on to the defensive line, Kenny Clark, the December, still pretty good game. He was, you know, one of the highest rated players. Did he have a sack? 
I don't think so. I don't think he had a sack. But D- Dean Lowry, too, he had another great game, too. As soon as we really started talking shit about him, he bounced back, and he's been – maybe it's Kenny, you know, his December power is, mm. you know, sucking up more of the offensive, you know, um, looks. They so just get other guys are freeing like up. grittier and more battered as the season goes on, and they just get, you know, angrier and, and better. Um, but one thing I love the December nickname, um, and I don't know if this is something you had considered – Ooh. But it seems like a slight oversight, but like, I love the December nickname, but do you ever get like a weird, like weird vibes? Cause it's like, you know, like the Chicago bears are in the division. Uh, I didn't like th- that. I don't know. Like it only just dawned on me recently. I'm like, wait, that could be construed weirdly I, by some. Since it's such a weird word that you've never heard before. I don't think at least for myself, I don't think of the bears that much, but yeah. you're absolutely right. Which it's it's now that I think of it, it's wild that the Bears don't have a player in their franchise's history with the nickname of like December of a, of a guy like Kenny Clark who like just turns it on in the in when it gets snowy and like they just call him like yeah. that's so perfect like that's such a great nickname but now it's ours it's ours now we claim ownership of it and Kenny Clark is the December he plays best in December. I wish we could just pull the sound bites. Of that right there, and then you last year when I first told you the December, I think you booed me. I think you mm, told everyone to boo me too. Did when I? I? When I first revealed it, you were like, "Boo, this is bad." And then the week a week later, I think Kenny Clark had like two sacks, and you're like, "You know what? You know what? Yeah, you're right. It <laughs> was pretty good. It might have been one of those things that it's so bad it's good. Maybe I mean, that's why. Exactly. I mean, I keep <laughs> reposting the stupid Photoshop, like like, <laughs> like dad jokes. Like exactly. dad jokes are so so bad that they're good. It, yeah, dad jokes are so bad because when you hear you know a bunch of them over and over, you're like, oh, that's terrible. But, but when you hear a new dad joke, you're it's like, like you're like, that's a dad joke. That I don't like sucks it, but I so also much, love it. but <laughs> laughing so hard. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, the rest of the uh, defensive line has been pretty solid. Kiki obviously late, and he's he's been a very solid you know year two player. Thought of it too, Tyler Lancaster. Man, I've almost forgot about his exe- existence too. But Anthony Rush actually did get to play a little bit in this game too. So heck yeah. That's nice. But yeah, overall, defense, pretty good. It's a nice time to finally come around once again. They were able to get that stop late as much as we don't like Mike Pettin. At least they can do that. Do you want to talk about special teams at all? Crosby mm, good. Yeah, that, that punt. I mean, what a wild move to even return it from the one. <sighs> I, res- I respect move. the cojones for that <laughs> one. But uh, yeah. That w- <laughs> yeah um, R.I.P. Kind of wild. They they brought that out to the twenty five because then they ended up scoring points on that drive. So again, it's special teams putting putting the defense in tough spots and uh, yeah, not making the box score look super pretty. But it's not it's something that you might you know not think about when you look at the box score. Yeah, we I at the beginning of the year I th- thought of Sean Menenga as Lord Varys from Game of Thrones, mm. the bald guy, kind of chubby bald guy, but you last week saying he's turned into the Mucinex <laughs> germ booger whatever the hell it is. That is 100 that should be the meme <laughs> how 2020 started how it ended various <laughs> and then muse next me i should just post that and people be like what the fuck are you talking yeah. about like not even no, bring don't do don't Meninga. even put a caption <laughs> just post it and the real ones will know <laughs> yeah, the, do it do it on ones. like what's today do it on like 
Friday or something okay. or Saturday. We'll just we'll just give drop people it time to happens. listen, and then once they see it, real ones will know. <laughs> well, no, the people who favorite actually listen. Everyone else, they'll be like, "This is stupid." But yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we will move on to a little little Pro Bowl talk. Ooh. And we are back. Everyone knows what that noise means. The once a year sound drop for Pro Bowl votes. Oh, that's actually perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all just a bunch of noise. Yeah, thank you for that natural little drop there, Kyle. But yes. Are you actually going to include that? I am 100% going to include it. That is going to blare some speakers. I'm very sorry. The, the levels on that are insane. Yeah, hopefully children aren't listening to that. Um, well, it's not like it's like, I mean, it's just a burp. It's not. Well, we're supposed to act like adults. We're, this is a very mature podcast for <laughs> Kyle talking about the Packers. Fair enough. But anyways, yeah, why not talk about the Pro Bowl since we're getting later on in the season and things are getting redundant? This is some new news. Yeah, and we know you you probably don't care about the Pro Bowl. I mean, there should probably be, like, you probably shouldn't care. And it's probably the right thing to do to care. Because, yeah, we, we really don't care. I I never care. But it's news and, you know needs to be discussed yep. briefly briefly but we will do that right now uh the pro bowl selections for the green bay packers aaron Rodgers, bakhtiari Devontae adams elton jenkins surprising uh zadaria smith jr alexander and also aaron jones aaron jones was the only non-starter to make it which i thought is pretty usually we get a lot of guys in but they're like alternate alternates and they eventually get in or they're you know kind of like backups but wait what do you mean by non-starter everyone Aaron Jones is the only guy who isn't like number oh, one. Oh, isn't like okay, gotcha. Who so is RB one for NFC? Um, I don't know offhand. Not Chris Carson. Um, Zeke maybe. Mm. Not Zeke. Well, I bet fan vote Cook Delvin Cook. Oh it yeah, should be duh, Delvin duh. Cook. Okay, but anyways, yeah. Pro Bowl voting. A uh, couple things, you know, hopped out. I'm sure everyone's talked about it now. We did it a little bit at the beginning. Robert Tunyon not getting in. Kind of a joke. But yeah, big. I mean that's bad. Once yeah. again, it's one of those things. It was it was the thing against David Bakhtiari for the longest time. He was a fourth round pick. Not until last year that he finally made a Pro Bowl, that name recognition, and somehow in this world, Ingram makes it in over Tunyon. Tunyon, who is an undrafted free agent out of Indiana State, Ingram was a first round pick for the Giants. Yeah, and here's oh here's a word that we we used way too much, Hell but yeah. then didn't use anymore because we realized we we're using it way too much okay but i think that situation the babito and ingram yep debacle is a perfect encapsulation <laughs> of everything that's wrong with the pro bowl is like yeah absolutely absolutely 100 percent a popular popularity contest yeah first round pick new york giants and not even comparable numbers i mean yeah they have He's similar got one receptions and similar yards but i mean a nine touchdown disparity is ridiculous. Nine touchdown difference. And I guess maybe it's just my fantasy football brain, but I thought people didn't like Ingram because he's always yeah. been kind of a bust. Yeah. And it's it's and the other thing that's nice too is like us as Packers fans, we're all kind of we're all kind of uh insulated in in Packers Twitter and Packers verse. Yes. So like, you know, we'll be on a take well before it's a popular national take. Like, you know, Kenny Clark is one of the best D linemen in the league Jair, years ago. Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander. David Bakhtiari. I mean, he mm -hmm. went through this Pro Bowl debacle, the whole not making the Pro Bowl, being an all-pro. But it's a refreshing change to see Tunyon get all this national love already when, you know, yeah, he, like, it, it's, it's refreshing to see people outraged who, like, aren't, who are, like, national pundits yeah. um, that he 
didn't get it in over Ingram. So. It is odd, too. Obviously, we're huge fans of Tunyon. He is an undrafted guy. I'm curious to see what next year will bring for him. Obviously, a bunch of touchdowns. Is it going to be the James Jones 2016, 2015 season or whatever, where he led the league in touchdowns? Is you know didn't get didn't get a thousand yards. <laughs> right. Like, well, the what will the regression be like next year? But you were kind of getting to it too. How you know this outcry, or it's nice to see this kind of pushback. At the same time, another thing nice to see. I was very, very surprised that Elton Jenkins made it, and it was awesome. And I think oh, I think I yeah, I know where you're going. With a this. second year player and a guard making it pretty awesome. I think the thing too, we've talked about name recognition being a big thing for this. It is his versatility. The fact that mm. everyone's been talking about how this guy can play every spot on the offensive line that is the number one reason 100%. why he made it. He was also a second round pick. On top of it, and this is super, super early to talk about it. Getting a Pro Bowl in your second year, and you know he can move wherever on the offensive line. Who knows what he'll be next year with, you know Corey Corey Lindsley in the contract year sure. right now. It's a great start to a Hall of Fame career. If you get in your second year and you just keep stacking the success, yep. if you've got freaking seven Pro Bowls, who the hell isn't going to put you yep. in the Pro Football Hall? And of Fame? especially as an old lineman, I think a second year wide receiver making the Pro Bowl. Yeah is a lot different than a second-year old lineman making the Pro Bowl. Because, yeah, like yeah. you said, the rec- uh, the recognition and the um, just the um, the talking points around him yes. are, are not are, are going against him because, you know, he plays a, a thankless position. But, yeah, the versatility is what allowed him to be kind of a subject of, of national discussion. So Right. And, and not to get to, you know, poverty franchises, but I was a little surprised even seeing Justin Jefferson making the Pro Bowl, be it he's having it. Oh, he did. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, it, it's not surprising, but be, that is kind of But crazy. once again, an encapsulation of what the Pro Bowl is, you know, he's a rookie, but he's up there in yards, touchdowns, everything. Everyone knows it's, you know, one of the best rookie seasons ever for a wide receiver, but it's still a little surprising to see him make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And um, I had a thought. I forgot it. it. It's okay. But, yeah, make sure to tune into the Pro Bowl this year, which will be a Madden game, oh, apparently. Yeah. This is what I was going to ask. So there's, like, a fan vote involved, and I know it's kind of like a weighted equation, but then, like, is there, like, a committee that it's, then – or how do, how does it get determined in oh. the first place? Because I don't I just I don't appreciate how there's a lot of contract incentives with the Pro Bowl. It's very yeah. And, and when guys like Tunyon who are I mean I mean just I mean objectively outperforming Evan Ingram like obje- every sense yeah. of the word like be a, a better football player than Evan Ingram this year like. And it's like that that can affect their contracts. I just that it, doesn't sit right. You're right. I guess. Tunyon is an example you can use there, but because he's because he is an undrafted guy and he's playing on a lesser contract, he doesn't have any type of incentives like that in it. True. But someone like Jair and Elton Jenkins, their numbers are popping up, I believe, a million dollars each next year. I know Jair's fifth year option pops up now because he's been to a Pro Bowl, but I don't know. It's and I, well, I don't know if this is naive, but like maybe Tunyon making the Pro Bowl this year all of a sudden gives his agent some ammo for when contract negotiations roll around. But again, that might be naive because that might be a thing where GMs and agents, they kind of put that shit aside where it's like, okay, they, they, they both agree that, yeah, he should have made it in 2020 or whatever, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, you look at the stats, sure. You didn't make the Pro Bowl, but Hey, the dude 
you know, ended up scoring 15 touchdowns, whatever right. the hell it, it, it'll be. And one other thing, last thing on the Pro Bowl, for as much as we have talked about how stupid it is, it is weird, like you said, that it's built into contracts. But two, this year especially, because there isn't actually going to be a Pro Bowl, so no one's going to drop out. Mm. You know, so a lot of these contracts are kind of messed up now because usually I feel like a third of the roster is turned around for right. guys who drop out and come back in. Mitchell and, Trubisky. Yeah, unless I wonder, because it's a Madden game, like if... You get a hand injury, are you allowed to drop out? If you get a head injury, you're allowed to drop out? Hey, yeah. hey sorry, Roger, I can't make it. My my thumbs my thumbs hurt and I can't. Yeah, I, I can't imagine an NFL player would have to give too detailed of an excuse if they don't want to participate in some Madden tournament. They've joked around every year that Rogers comes up with like a new excuse to not have to do it, which is funny because now it's the circle of life. I remember back when Rogers made his first Pro Bowl and he was so excited, and I remember Favre always declining to go, mm. and I was like, oh, shit, time is a flat circle. Oh, and you know who's next? Who? Number 10, baby. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. I don't, I don't even know Three years from now. I was going to say, five years from now, I don't know what number to start with for, for that. But yeah, let's go seven years from now. There Perfect. we go. Yeah. When eh. Jordan Love is on his second contract. <laughs> for, for, he just loves He loves the vibe. He loves just hanging out with yep. the guys. Um, but moving on, one last thing before we get into is Kyle an idiot. Kevin Green sadly passed away. It's been a really rough year for um, people surrounding the Packers. Obviously, Paul Horning passed away, I believe. Uh, Willie Davis did as well. Yep. Um, but Kevin Green, it was There's really one s- other uh, Herb Herb Adderley. Yep. I was wondering if he did too. Who whose um, gran- grandson plays in the league now? He's just drafted. The oh, uh, yeah, to the Chargers, I believe. Yep, he's a stud. But sadly, yesterday Kevin Green passed away. Only fifty-eight years old. He was the Packers' Man. outside linebackers coach from two thousand nine to twenty thirteen, and obviously we'll get into what he's known for. But it is crazy to think about um, coaches. Coaches for every team and positional coaches. Like, how many positional coaches on the Packers do you know of right now? Like, how many names, how many faces that you can actually mm. distinctly know what position they're they're coaching? Maybe like five, right? And five I think, or six. And I would think most fans would even say a lesser number than that. Yeah. But everyone knew Kevin Green. You know, the long yeah. hair, the big guy. His press conferences were pretty good too. Back when they actually publicly let us see the assistant coaches talk. After Winston Moss had his little snafu, they've kind of axed <laughs> that a bit. But I wanted to bring it up because obviously, you know, everyone remembers him for "It Is Time" mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, the little yep. the little uh, pep talk he had with Clay Matthews. But it was pretty crazy to see all the outcries from not outcries, but the words sent out from a lot of former players. Condolences and yeah, and showing of love and yeah. This one's from Frank Zombo. He said, "When he made the Hall of Fame, I was like." Thank you for a nine-year career. If it wasn't from learning from a Hall of Fame linebacker like you, I don't think I would have been there. A lot of what I know now has been because of him. He he said that you know he and I think a lot of people are surprised that Frank Zombo was in the in the league for nine years and won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Yeah. Clay Matthews obviously came out too. He said so much of my success was a direct result of him, but he was so much more than a coach. Uh, he often referred to me as the and the other outside linebackers as his kids and taught us how to be a professional in all aspects of life. That was, oh, man, that's he, touching. He, Clay also said that, you know, everyone was reposting the clip yesterday and how it still gives Clay goosebumps. Mm. I like this one the most. This was from Mike Neal, who we've brought up before, to the converted second second round pick out of Purdue. He was initially a defensive end. He was not very good early on, but then they changed him. They switched his position to outside linebacker. This is part of his post on Instagram. 
I remember rookie year when you came up with that nickname Doe's talking of Kevin Green, of course. I can't put my finger on it, but you're like a bulldozer, but <laughs> but much more athletic, like a bear with a Ferrari engine. <laughs> Dozer. That's that's what Kevin Green was, you know, describing Mike Neal as. Mike Neal goes on, that nickname hasn't left me to date, LOL. That phone call in 2013, and this is the thing that really stuck out to me. The phone call in 2013, when you told me they'd be moving me to outside linebacker, that changed my life and transformed my career. It gave me a future. The only reason that ever happened was because you saw something in me the Packers didn't, and it proved to be worth the while. I thought that was pretty cool. So legitimately, it sounds like... And (laughs) it's hilarious for, you know... um, Looking back at history, how we've complained about how we didn't transition Micah High to safety quick enough or Demarius Randall to safety, mm. and how literally Mike Neal was like, they didn't want to move me to outside linebacker, but Kevin Green was pounded one. Pounded the table. Pounded the table, too. Yeah, what a what a fascinating individual. Fascin- I mean, sounds like a, a great coach and an even better man, and it was really, really like inspiring to see all the out- outpouring of love and and condolences on twitter because it was i saw at least three different like huge fan bases too like obviously packers twitter was was uh you know sending a lot of love because of i mean the one of the most iconic moments in franchise history was because (laughs) of him (laughs) and then you know he was a great player for the pittsburgh steelers had a ton of like i son of pitts Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers fans and Panthers and media and and then Auburn too where he he played college football there I mean they're talking about they want to build us I saw some people calling to build a statue for him like that's the kind of person and player he was so yeah I, I I guess I didn't know you know how big of an impact he really had on on so many different people and he will clearly be sorely missed yep yep couldn't couldn't agree more still still weird that he did he did actually coach with the Jets after for one year after he left the Packers too, but here. And that was his last stint. Yep. One more. Here we go. Nice 58 little, though. That is I just know. way too fucking Nice young. little piece of trivia that'll um, segue into his Kyle and Kyle, do you know who was his presenter for the Hall of Fame back when back when he got in, I think in 2016, 2018? Kind uh, of a hint. You don't like the guy. Uh, Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> not, not a bad guess. Dom Capers. Oh. Dom Capers is the guy because, you know, obviously Dom Capers is one of the first guys who started the 3-4 defense. His outside linebacker when he was coaching him for the Steelers was Kevin Green, and that's why he was brought on to be the outside linebacker's coach when Dom Capers brought the 3-4 defense to Green Bay. But that's it, and we will now have Is Kyle an Idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right, is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, you are 29, 20, and 2. Wow, lots of lots of twos for your record so far this year. A phenomenal year. My God, you are incredibly smart. Thank you. Um, I will start off with this one. Okay. Mm. Kyle, what have we had more of this year? Big dog receptions or Tim Boyle kneel downs? Receptions, big dog receptions. Kyle, big dog has nine receptions. Yeah, Tim Boyle does not have nine kneel downs. Tim Boyle has ten kneel downs. What? Yep. Hey, that was a good guess. It was one of two you could have, but it was incorrect. A stupid question. Yeah, not the best one. Like, how am I supposed to have Tim Boyle kneel downs readily available in my 
in my head. You can ask me, hey, it's one of those questions God. that I bring. Okay, this was the backup one. This was I had two that were like, eh. Which of these is Jamal Williams' longest run of the year? 25 yards, 40 yards, 51 yards. Okay, you're going to ask the next question? Well, what, what would you have guessed on that one? Mm, 25. Oh, fuck. Okay, you would have got that one right. All right, moving on. So, uh, there's been a lot of talk this week about Robert Tunyon not making the Pro Bowl. You know, a lot of dumb people, a lot of smart people have talked about it, obviously ourselves. Kyle, who was the last tight end to make a Pro Bowl for the Green Bay Packers? Hmm. I don't... I'm pretty sure Cook didn't with his limited time. And if Jermichael didn't, he might have, though. Bubba Franks. Kyle, you're right. Very yes. good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. As, as much as we love talking about Jared Jay Cook, Finn never one, made one, huh? Yeah, Jermichael never made one. He he had the kind of breakout on the scene, yes. but then he got hurt the one year, and then he obviously ended his career with a spine injury. But yeah, he he never made a Pro Bowl as much as we talk about him. Bubba Franks was the last tight end Hell to yes. make one for the Packers. All right, Kyle, one and one. Moving on. I don't know if you know this, Kyle. We were playing the Titans this week. Mm. The last time. We beat the Titans was in 2012. Who was the starting quarterback for the Titans in that game? Jake Locker. Yeah, god damn it. I, Jake Locker, I was looking through. The I thought only it would be reason decent. I know is my Stum Spenny question is about that game. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Okay. Well, I, that's literally the only thing I think I looked into it. Aside from that, the one thing um, at least the internet knows of from that game is that one Titans fan with like the Christmas yep. Titans hat, and he's just... Looks absolutely miserable when the score is like 52 to 3, some yep. shit like that. Yep. Um, so, okay, I'll just segue right into that. Perfect. Um, and actually, that was going to be my kind of introduction to the question. Is <laughs> okay. Like, we all know the famous screenshot that's floating around <laughs> Twitter this week of the Titans being down 55 to 0. I'm going to stop. I... E- I wanted, I was looking, I was going to try to see if someone knew who that fan was and I was going to see if we could like interview him for the show, but couldn't find it out. So we're all aware of that famous screenshot um, and the Packers go on to win that game 55 to 7. Now you have, you have, I'll give you 15 seconds to answer this question. Okay. How many points did Mason Crosby score in that game? 15, how, how many points? 13. This is a tough 12, question. 11, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, 10, where? Oh, fuck. Nine. Can you, can you give me? Eight. Uh, I'll start counting slower. Yeah. Seven. Six. Five, I'm going to go with three field goals four, and four extra points. Three, that comes to a total two, of 10. One. 10 points. That's really bad math. Three field goals and four extra points? Two field goals and four extra points. Incorrect. Okay. He scored, which that would have been, <laughs> that would be 10 points. He scored 13 points. Oh, and you got, you. I was only off one field goal. Well, no, it was, it was two field goals and, oh. <laughs> no, 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 it was, yeah, it was seven extra points and two field goals. That's right. Yeah, wow, that is so, that is a lot of touchdowns. I just I figured it was I mean 55 is an easy football number cuz my thing <laughs> is you just minus you minus 3 until you hit a number that's divisible 
by seven. Oh. So you minus three twice, you're at 49. Square square root of 49 is seven itself. Everyone knows that, So yeah. seven plus two field goals, boom, 13 points. Boom. Little little math for you. Okay. And now it makes me feel better. Like I thought it was going to be kind of a lame question because there's math involved. <laughs> but it's football math. That's different. And it's still Packers. And that Tim Boyle kneel down question is still got me salty so okay we're even well hey that you know that'll be the the hand handshake meme right there we agree 13 points though what a day from mace i was i thought i was like did we have i was like mason crosby's never had a fake um run in or throw i was i I was wondering if it was gonna be something like that yeah no but moving on to the preview of the titans game all right, and we are back with the preview. Uh, we are playing the Tennessee Titans. It is Sunday night football, and we actually get the Sunday night dun, football dun, crew. Dun, 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 dun. Are you excited for that? We dun, get dun, Al Michaels dun, 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 and Chris dun, dun, dun. Collinsworth and Hell Michelle yeah. Tafoya. Hell yeah. I, for one, am very excited. You got NBC 720 kickoff. We are playing the Tennessee Titans, who are 10-4. and four. Kyle, good. What, what's Vegas saying right now about this game? The Las Vegas sportsbooks are saying the Packers are projected to win by three and a half points. Oh, really? Three and a half point favorites. It opened at four and a half. Uh oh. Um, people must have been smart. Money must have been hammering the Titans. That causes the one point line movement. Um, but yeah, over under fifty six. So decently high scoring. Um, yeah, I yeah. think the Packers are gonna roll. Yeah, well, no roll. surprises here. Yeah, I, I guess we'll see. The Titans' offense, once again, we kind of talked about it earlier. Offense is actually pretty good. I don't know if it's just their jerseys, but I always feel like the ceiling for the Titans is to be like the 10th best defense or offense in the league. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> yeah, they're number one. They're scoring 31.5 points per game. Uh, they're putting up 235 pass yards per game, and they're obviously number one rush yards per game with 160 which is quite Jeez. a lot. Their defense, however, is not that good. They're kind of similar to the Packers, but you flip running and passing, at least on offense, because their defense is not very good. They're giving up 25.6 points per game, which is 22nd in the NFL. They're the 29th worst pass defense in the league, giving up 276 yards per game. Uh, but they're 15th in rush yards per game, too, on defense. So, you know, a little all-around, not-so-great defense. Um yeah, offense. Obviously, Derrick Henry, this is kind of the last little nightmare before playoffs, I think. He's in the running for the NFL MVP, an absolute monster of a running back. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, a great second-year receiver who, once again, hey, Kyle, would you rather have A.J. Brown or Elton Jenkins? I still don't have an answer for you. Okay, that's fair. Well, don't worry. It'll probably pop up again later. Uh, Corey Davis is kind of having a bounce back year for him, too. He's kind of a bust for the longest time, but he's been all right. And Ryan Tannehill is continuing his weird late career resurgence as a pretty pretty good quality starter for the Titans. Kyle, how do you feel about this game? Yeah, this Titans team is very weird. Just taking a quick look at their schedule um, this year so far, and it's a team that... They can go out and beat the Buffalo Bills by 26, and then a few weeks later lose to the Cincinnati Bengals by 11. (laughs) So a very, very weird team, very streaky team. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm very curious what what form of the Tennessee Titans we'll be seeing on Sunday night. Um, I love that it's in Lambeau. 
Uh, Derek Henry is going to give me night sweats. Yeah. I'm very nervous about that. He is, I mean, in terms of true running back, like, I don't think there's a running back you'd take over him. I mean, there's no one in the league I would want to tackle less than him. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine a human? How how many attempts would it take me and you to tackle Derrick Henry? Uh, the limit does not exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, very curious. I think this is a, a fantastic test for the defense. A great kind of. I, I can't remember what game we were talking about. Maybe maybe yeah. I think it was Indy. Um, mm-hmm. how that was kind of a good test for the, yep. for the offense to see how they could go toe-to-toe with one of the best defenses in the league. Now it's kind of flip side. I think this is one of the best tests for the defense because this is one of the best offenses in the league. Ryan Tannehill, what an absolute insane career arc he's had. He's been like legitimately elite ever since putting on a Titans uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how the defense responds. You know, they're picking up momentum and – you know, you you and I are are uh, the harshest critics of the defense, but I'm I, I'm holding out hope that they can uh, keep the momentum going. I'm kind of feeling I don't feel good about the defense, but I feel pretty okay about the defense right now. And that's a dangerous spot to be in because exactly. like there's there that like there's some hope there. Well, that that's what lets you know, hey, it's about to get crushed. And yeah, week. hope <laughs> yields disappointment. Yeah, and. We say it a lot with just how our team is structured, but this is definitely a case in point where Packers have got to score first in this game. If mm. if we come out snoozing and, I don't know, the Titans get get up on us by double digits, I think this would be a really tough they game to just get back in. Bleed clock, yep. Yeah, all they're going to do is run, run, run. Hopefully our run defense can actually show up and we can see Barnes in the middle. Maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm sure Barnes, you know, undrafted UCLA, Barnes is going to stop. Uh, Derrick Henry's MVP case. Yes, in of his course, tracks. of course, and Kamal Martin. But Kyle, how do you feel about this game? What are you, what are your score predictions? I'm gonna go. It's it's a tough one. With thirty-one twenty-seven. Good guys. Okay. I think the the Titans and Derrick Henry are gonna get theirs. You know, three three touchdown drives, and I think. I think uh, the defense is going to go back to their bender break fashion on a couple drives. They're gonna, there's going to be these long, you know, Derrick Henry five yard run, Derrick Henry three yard uh. run, long drives, and then you know, second and goal from the eleven, and they 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 hold. Yeah. So then they cause two field goals. I think it's going to be a long time possession game, um, but I think the Packers can hang thirty again because yeah, the numbers. Do not favor the Titans in terms of defense, so should be a nice little shootout, but with long, methodical drives from both sides. Okay, okay, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. I'm going to say something that makes less sense. Uh-oh. I'm sticking with this Titans jersey thing. They're just an ugly team, and that makes me think it's going to be an ugly game. Wait, you don't like their uniforms? No, it's a little all over the place. The sleeves with the gray thing and the little diamonds and stuff. I I will say I don't understand the introduction the of the dark blue. I think that the 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 kind of light blue, baby blue, sky blue, Columbia blue, whatever you want to call it, with the white and then a dash of red is just a chef's kiss hmm. uniform color combination. But then the dark blue with the light blue, 
And then I don't know. It is a little little weird, but I still think they're very good uniforms. Okay. Okay. Well, we sorry. Will agree to disagree. Sorry, Maybe if ahead. they threw on the old Oilers throwbacks, Ooh, then we could agree. Now you're cooking with grease. Dirty. But yeah, I think it'll be an ugly game. I'm gonna go with an ugly score too. God, I really. I mean, if, if we're gonna lose, I feel like this is gonna be the the game that we lose. Um, Last game of the year we'll ever lose if we do. Yeah. Hey-o. Yeah. Um, Actually, I'm, no. Last game of the season, I should say, not of the year. I'm not trying to be oof. cute there. I'm saying of the season. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. I hate that. I was wondering if this was going to be the last uh, episode of. See the, you next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will go with a score of. Yeah. I. I'm gonna go 28 to 26 Packers. 26. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a weird one. I really feel like taking the titans but i'm not gonna do it no you're not it's just like when i think of this game in the future i feel that like kind of like ugh feeling of, tense of a close of a close game yeah, so stressful i don't tense. I, guess, I guess we'll see but kyle your bold prediction for you the go week ahead. me go i just went you got you no go. you sure? always yeah go ahead <laughs> i insist okay fine yeah our our uh Predictions last week, uh, you had a Tavon Austin touchdown. I had Alan Lazard over 100 yards and a touchdown. Neither of those happened. Hmm. I don't know. You know, it, he's been a little quiet after the lull. Man, oh, God, I don't want to do that, though, either. Don't want to do... You. Know. I have mine if you want. Yeah, to. Kyle, why don't you go? Okay. I'm going to go with... And I, I think this is bold enough. Okay. If you want... Eh, you might not think so. But I, I think it'll be okay. Kay. Dean Lowry. Ooh. Two uh, tackles for loss. Uh, I th- throw in a sack. Throw in a sack somewhere. A sack and a tackle. And w- one sack, one tackle for loss. Perfect. There we go. Okay. We'll, we'll Dean go with Lowry, that. Dean Lowry, baby. Wow. Making his first appearance on the... <laughs> I feel like he is the number one starter on the entire team that everyone overlooks is Dean yeah. Lowry. <laughs> like you just forget he's there sometimes. <laughs> okay. Don't hate that kind of going back and forth you know what i'm gonna go with yeah oh, god damn i'm gonna go with one player in the secondary will have multiple interceptions let's go with that they're not a big hmm. they're not a big kind of covering team. a lot of ground there but yeah the two picks is a one one player order. well i didn't want to say like jair getting two because he never actually finishes right get some but Good All enough. right, yeah, that's good. Good, that's perfect. Okay, wow. perfect. We'll roll with that. Hey, well, everyone, this is the end of the episode. Everyone's favorite part. If you could please leave, please. And I mean, hell, it's the holiday spirit. You know, it's holiday. This is our amazing Christmas holiday yes. episode. Yes. You know, why not give us a gift? You know, we give you a gift every single Tuesday night or Wednesday morning with this amazing podcast. Why not just give us a little rating? Leave a rating. Leave a review. If you leave a review. Screenshot it, DM it to us on Twitter, pmppod at twitter.com mm. or at Twitter slash slash twitter.com slash pmppod or email it to us at pmppodcast at gmail.com and we will send you a free koozie. Absolutely free. Absolutely free anywhere in the U.S. If you're outside of the country, we probably won't do it, but who knows? Maybe if you're well, in a cool country. Yeah. We have done it once before. If you're in like Finland. Yeah, I forgot. What, we, did, was it Great Britain or Green? We did send it to like Greenland before. Heck yeah, yeah, fuck international that. baby. Yeah, I forgot what it was. But Kyle, wow, what a what a <laughs> gross game. Hopefully, this will be a better one, even though I don't predict it to be. But do you have anything else? I think that's it for me, boss. 
yeah, I don't have anything else either, but hey, to put a little bow on the holiday spectacular episode, mm. uh, I believe his name is Julian Casablanca, the lead singer of The Strokes. Please, go to us. Go, Pat, go. I don't care what the neighbors say, Christmas time is Thank you.